0: In this episode we continue our series looking into the Para Para saga and the scandal surrounding President Cyril Ramaphosa. What's the latest? What are the developments? Let's get into it. The Sisu and Walsh Experience podcast. So, as you know on this channel, we are keeping our eye on the scandal surrounding President Ramaphosa. We want to make sure that accountability is eventually seen, and a lot of media has taken their eye off the ball now. They're focusing on new things, as happens with the media cycle, but it's always important to make sure you keep a sustained attention on important issues, and that's what we're doing here. So, if you haven't seen episode one of this series that we're doing, on uh, the robbery that occurred at uh, the president's farm, then check up here. There'll be a link to the video. What should we call this series? By the way, we don't have a name for it. Comment down below with the name for the series, and we will see which one is the best. And we'll select a name for the series going forward, because this one's going to be with us for a long, long time. Okay, so let's discuss where we're going to go in this video. Firstly, we're going to speak about what opposition parties have been doing. Secondly, we're going to speak about the impeachment inquiry in Parliament and the process around it. And then thirdly, we're going to speak about some of the things that have been happening with the public protector and that investigation. So let's get into part one on opposition parties. The Sizwe experience. So what's been going on with opposition parties? When we last kicked off, there was talk about... Would there be a motion of no confidence? There was an interview that we did with Sinawa Tambor, check that out as well on the channel. And opposition parties were talking about what they wanted to do in terms of accountability inside parliament. So since then, there's been a lot of development. What happened, and this is quite unprecedented, is that basically all of South Africa's opposition parties, now imagine the EFF, the DA, IFP, ACDP, that's that's quite that's quite a combination of forces coming together around one table and saying we want to have a common approach to making sure that this issue goes to the forefront of the agenda, the top of the agenda in parliament. And so they had a meeting recently and they said they're going to be united working together to make sure that the truth comes out on this issue We all want to know where did the money come from, were there any laws broken, why was it not reported, was it reported, etc. And they want to use Parliament as a place to make sure that the truth comes out. And soon as they did that, the Speaker of Parliament responded to a letter and a whole process that had been put before Parliament saying, we want to set up an impeachment inquiry. Now, in the second segment of this, we're going to get into the impeachment inquiry and exactly what that means. But for now, what I find interesting is that these different opposition parties, right from the EFF to the DA, who hardly ever agree on anything, are agreed on this. And it's interesting now in the context of South Africa's parliament. Before, the ANC used to have a massive majority in the South African parliament, so they could basically do whatever they wanted, and they were guaranteed that they have the votes. But now, ever since the latest election, where the ANC is just over 50%, it's harder for them to get their own way. And when all opposition parties unite, they actually have quite a big say in parliament as to what happens. So it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Interested to hear your thoughts in terms of opposition parties uniting around this issue. Do you buy it? Do you not buy it? And let's see what happens with this new unity around this one issue. Even though opposition parties tend to be disunited on a host of other issues, having said that, let's see what this impeachment inquiry is all about and what potential parliamentary strategies there are for holding the president accountable on this. The Caesar and Bofu Welsh Experience. SMWX. So, what is impeachment? Well, it's kind of a way of removing the president from office. There are really two ways you can do this in the South African constitution. The one is a motion of no confidence. The other is impeachment or removal from office. So what's the difference between the two? A motion of no confidence is much easier to do. All you need is all the members of parliament. There are 400 of them. A majority of those members need to vote that the president should be uh, removed or at least that there's no confidence in the president. And then they leave office. Now, the thing about that is that the president gets to keep all their perks. President gets paid for life. They get security for life and all that kind of thing. If you are removed by a motion of no confidence, then you get to keep all of that. And you only need a majority of members in parliament. Impeachment is very different. Impeachment is where you go for the jugular. Not only do you remove the president, but all their perks get removed. And it's a very embarrassing process. And essentially what's happening in Parliament now is, is that process, impeachment. So a party called the ATM wrote to the Speaker and they said, because of what's happened on the President's farm and all the scandals surrounding it, we want the President to be impeached. But it's not as simple as just saying you want it to happen. There's a process that has to unfold. So what happens once a party tables an impeachment motion in Parliament, as the African Transformation Movement did, the ATM party, Is that it goes to the speaker and then the speaker has to set up an independent panel of legal experts to see if there's what's called a prima facie case. What does that mean? It just means on the face of it is there enough evidence to look further, to have a further inquiry. So those three Independent legal experts could, for example, be former or retired judges. They could be senior advocates, people who are widely respected and whose legal opinions will carry weight so that Parliament can act on them. And that's exactly where we are in the process right now. So the Speaker has said that she is going to appoint this independent panel of legal experts to look at this issue. And that should be appointed fairly soon. And then once that's appointed, they will make a recommendation to Parliament to say, okay, we've looked at the facts and we believe either that there is a ground to carry on the investigation and the inquiry, or we think that you know, there's nothing to this, there's no substance to it, and it's not worth Parliament's time. So we're in a very interesting situation because we've never had a president in a position where impeachment has actually gone this far before. And to actually see that we may end up going further down the impeachment path would be pretty unprecedented in South African politics. So if this panel of experts says that there is a prima facie case, then a whole special committee of parliament will be set up to look into the allegations and you will have opposition MP can you imagine you're going to have John Steenhays and Julius Malema probably in, in these different committees asking questions of various people including the president and it's just going to be a whole a whole situation and that could go on for for many many months. Now it's unlikely that President Ramaphosa would ultimately be impeached no matter what happens because Unlike in a motion of no confidence, for a president to to be impeached, you need a two-thirds majority of parliament. So two out of every three parliamentarians has to vote to impeach the president. So the danger is not so much that President Ramaphosa is impeached, but rather the embarrassment of going through the impeachment process and what it might bring up in terms of what we don't know about what happened on that fateful day when all that money was taken from his farm. So that's what's happening in the impeachment inquiry. Let's look at the public protector's investigation and what's been happening there most recently. The and Mborfu Welsh experience. SMWX. Okay, so there are many different investigations processes going on, as you can see. Obviously, the Hawks are investigating this. That's the police for criminal reasons. But there's another interesting investigation, and that's the public protector. This is a body that's set up to look at uh, how people in the government you know, act in ways that are against either ethics or the law. Now, the public protector sent 31 questions to President Cyril Ramaphosa, asking things like, where did the money come from? Did you know that it was stored on the farm? You know, How did it go away from the farm? Were laws followed, etc.? And very soon after this, the public protector was suspended by President Cyril Ramaphosa. And the acting public protector, uh, Kolega Kalega, has come in. And it's been an interesting situation because of course, Musisiwe Mkwebane was the person who initiated the investigation once the complaint came to her. She was suspended and a new person has now come in and has to kind of continue this process that was already started. Now, President Ramaphosa then asked for an extension to give responses to these 31 questions. And the acting public protector first granted the extension. Then he asked for another extension. At that point, the acting public protector, Kolega Kalega, was like, no, no extension. And if you don't submit the answers by a certain uh, time, I'm going to force you to do so through the powers that are vested in me. And then President Ramaphosa submitted the answers, but they remain secret. So nobody has actually seen them except the office of the public protector. So we don't know how he answered the questions. We just know that he gave answers to the public protector. Now, where do we go from here? Because ultimately, the public will have to know, eventually, either when a report comes out, what the answers to those questions are. But in a recent investigative report by News24 and Kyle Cowan, they suggest that President Ramaphosa wants to rely on a legal technicality so the public protector can only investigate things that happened two years ago or less. And the para para-para situation happened more than two years ago, just over two years ago. So he wants to suggest that, well, because this was just like two years and four months ago, the public protector has no power to investigate this. And that would be another technical argument to try and duck and dive and dodge around this question. We'll see the extent to which that holds any water. But as you can see, the president is fighting on multiple fronts, not actually coming clean, but trying to use technicalities to avoid accountability as far as is possible. And that's why on this channel, we are trying to shine a spotlight on this question. Keep it at the front of people's minds because it's important that we uh, have a president who is ultimately accountable to the people who elected him. So thanks for watching. Comment down below. What do you think about what opposition parties are doing? What do you think about this impeachment situation? What are your views on the public protector? Tag us on social media. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Like, share, subscribe, and keep locked on SMWX. See you on the next one. Aye. The Cesar Welsh Experience Podcast. Aye.